October Business Month is proudly supporting small territory businesses with a month-long program of events. Featuring an impressive lineup of keynote speakers, this year there are also webinars, podcasts and new series to ensure as many business people can learn new skills from OBM events. View the full program and book your tickets today at obm.nt.gov.au. Hi and welcome to the October Business Month podcast. I'm your host David Kay from Territory FM and today I'm speaking with David Stoughton who's heading up to the Territory to close out OBM with events in Darwin, Alice Springs and Nulamboy. Over the past 25 years, David has worked in a broad range of industries including mining, retail, hospitality, travel and tourism and consulting. After starting seven businesses from scratch, David's focus is now on helping others achieve business success. Based on his extensive experience, David has been able to help owners and managers to energise their staff, find more customers and significantly increase their sales and profits all year round. David, welcome along and thank you for taking this time to chat with us today. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me here. Um, it's, uh, I'll be back in the Territory again. I was first there in 2006 and I absolutely love it. Always look forward to you coming up to the Territory. Now, for the listeners that aren't familiar with you, can you give us a brief rundown of your background and how you got started out in business and what current projects you're working on now? I went to uni and I studied geology. So I went and worked in, um, in the outback for five of Australia's biggest mining companies before one day... I left and I bought a hospitality business. I bought a derelict rundown restaurant uh, with my dad. Unfortunately, that partnership just lasted 12 days, but uh, I knew everything there was to know about rocks, so I ended up with a hospitality business. And I was really lucky in that first year, I made a lot of sales. I sold my car and then I sold my house and I sold my furniture. And then finally, I worked out how to run a better business. I read a, a little book and it really helped me. And we ended up growing a very large hospitality business um, and then I bought another one and another one and another one, and we ended up with a bit of a hospitality empire. We did about 2,500 weddings in 15 years. And then I retired in 2001, and a couple of other people asked me to help them in developing their business. So I ended up doing a lot of work for some other um, little business owners, and we grew their business. One was a bicycle group. One was another one doing ball bearings. Another one was in medical. And then from there, um, somebody said, can you come out and speak? And so I started to go on the speaking circuit, and I ended up doing a lot of work um, with uh, off-peak selling, which was how to fill things in quiet time. So I did all the accommodation groups, uh, the caravan parks, tours, um, some bigger groups like Hard Rock and Harley, um, all sorts of interesting ones. And then for the last many years now, I've been working with sort of other groups of businesses such as Tire Power and Fashion Line and Rapid Clean and Pool Shop groups. And more recently, I've been doing um, groups of plastic surgeons and uh, mentoring a few other speakers, such as um, Scott Pape, the Barefoot Investor. But my absolute passion is um, small businesses being filled up all year round and doing business turnarounds. That's my absolute passion, David. Vast business knowledge, and you have the biggest job for October Business Month. You're the closing keynote speaker. What are some of the topics you'll be discussing with our business owners up here in the Territory? Well, I've been out to do lots of um, regional work before, and occasionally there's businesses that are doing really well, and they want to do better, but there's also some that have had a bit of a downturn. So I've been out the back of Mackay, and before that, Kangaroo Island and Flinders Ranges, and I get called in to really um, enthuse people and go, okay, let's see what we can do with what you've got now. So the topics they've asked me to talk about is um, how to turn your business around in turbulent times, whether you've had a bit of a downturn or it's just a bit quiet. Um, the big one, obviously, for, um, for Darwin and the Territory is how to attract and keep great 
staff, and I've been working on that for probably 30 years now, and I've got some really good solutions for small businesses around that. Um, the other one people are always interested in is how to find new customers um, and how to keep them with getting them to come back and tell others. Because if they come back and tell others, in any business, your business grows. So, And then the other one that people have really asked me for is we deal a lot with seasonality uh, in the Territory. And my favourite, favourite thing, and I've worked on this in many businesses across Australia, is how to be full all year and especially be busy in the quiet times or in the down season or the off-peak season. That's my favourite, favourite thing. So there's a few. Customers, staff and being busy. They're pretty much the three things I'm on about. David, I'm now after your pearls of wisdom. What are three top tips you would give to current business owners to move through and thrive in in our off-peak seasons like we have here with the build-up in the wet season in the Territory? Fantastic, David. Um, That's a great question. Um, It's an interesting thing. Many, many years ago when I had my wedding reception venues, we were in the quiet time was for us the winter when it was absolutely cold and horrible. And I sat there for many months working out how do you get um, people to come when it was winter and cold and horrible. And when I'm up north, it's usually how do I get people to come when it's sort of hot and sticky and wet and humid. And one of the things that really works is that if you change your mindset about things, there's always someone that will come, um, especially around the edges of the seasons and particularly in the middle of the off-season, there's always somebody that will come. So when we started to sell some uh, winter weddings and sell some midweek weddings, we did really well. So I reckon it's about changing your attitude, belief and confidence and particularly giving people really strong reasons as to why they would come. And another one we did was just shift selling people to the edges of the season beyond the busy season. Um, Another tip that um, I was on about perhaps 10 years ago in the Territory was um, not to call it the wet season. Call it the green season because uh, a lot of people have negative connotations with the wet season Just like down here in Melbourne, they have negative connotations with winter. So no one ever wanted to buy a winter event, but they would be up for a mid-year event. It's the same as real estate agents. They call something small rather than cosy. And I've been really fascinated with how do you shift people from coming in when when you're too busy to get them to come when you're a little bit less busy. And the best example of that was the cinemas. Uh, I don't know if you know, years ago it used to be Friday and Saturday night for the cinemas, and then they got people to shift to the Tuesday night and then some of them even to the Monday night when they changed the movies over, which was called it Last Chance Monday. Down in Tasmania, in the middle of the year, when it was cold and dark, they put on the Dark Mofo Festival and got lots of people to come. So there's a few strategies of, you know, who is it that will come, why will they come, and how do you get them to come? That's my favourite, favourite thing. There's a few tips to kick off with. How's that sound, David? Great tips. Sounds like you're very familiar with the Territory. Now, can you explain to me what a customer-centric workplace is and how can small regional businesses use this to engage and retain customers both locally and online? That's a terrific question. Um, One of the things that's interesting in every business is that somebody's answering the telephone and somebody's at the front counter. And generally speaking, if that person, um, if times are good, they're usually kind of friendly and the friendly businesses do really well. But when times are not so good or if things are a little bit tighter, sometimes the smile disappears and, you, you know, that frown comes on their face. And what happens is that they tend to be a professional customer murderer, as in they, they kill the customers off. So that's not being a customer-centric workplace. So one of the things is if you can, um, if you can get a business that really attracts and keeps great staff, what will happen is that they will come back and you care about your staff, they'll care more about the customers and they smile, they remember names and they remember the things about those customers and they tend to come back and tell others. 
I see this a lot. My favourite place to see it is in a coffee shop. Um, if you're really, really friendly and smiley in a coffee shop, people will come back almost that same afternoon or the next day to get more coffees. And I've seen other people who are really unhappy in a coffee shop and as a result of which, within three months, that business has gone broke. And one of the things that we've had in, in Australia is perhaps really, really good times for a while, and then all of a sudden it starts to drop off a little bit, and everybody gets the stads, and they get their hours cut, and, and, and there's a lot of sort of um, cost-cutting, and people get a bit unhappy, and that drives customers away. The solution is to find and focus on what's working, your personal best and your small wins, and then that gets you a bit happier, and then I, I, that turns the business around. So a customer-centric workplace is one that really, really attracts and retains their customers. Now for the golden egg question, and I'll be very interested in your answer, what would be the number one success habit all businesses should implement straight away and why? Well, daily habits um, really help you be more successful. So uh, a lot of the more common ones are around diet or exercise or attitude and lifestyle. But more recently, uh, there's been a lot around meditation or mindfulness or gratitude. And why we love success habits is because um, your success habits will change your behaviour and your behaviours determine your results. My favourite number one, although there's many, uh, my favourite, favourite number one is to always just know what you want, know your outcome. So know exactly what you want and ask for it. And for some people, this is focus and clarity. They're trying to do too many things and it's not working. So my number one success habit is just know your outcome. From every meeting, from every call, from every interaction, from every event, what do, we, what do we want and ask for it would be my thought. David, you're such an interesting guy. I can't wait for the debate coming up for the OBM, uh, which we're discussing. Are millennials the best generation in the workforce? Mate, what are your thoughts on this question and how can business owners appeal to the customers of the future like our younger generations? This was one of the first ever topics that I got asked about back in, um, I don't know, 2005, so like 15 years ago when Generation Y was just appearing. Um, generation Y is the millennials. There's also Generation X, which are a little bit older, and then there's the baby boomers and the builders, and then there's the new generation, which is Gen Z and Gen Alpha. So we've now got five generations in the workplace. But the big debate question is that it turns out that older people have been complaining about younger people for thousands of years, even since like the ancient Greeks with Socrates. And there's, someone showed me a whole pile of quotes the other day of every single generation since then complaining about the younger generation. So I've got a bit of a t different take on this, is that younger people are great, but they're different. And the real big issue with this is that are older people, who are usually some of the bosses, willing to change, or do they just want to complain a lot? What I find is that what you focus on expands. So if you get and, and if you really make the most of um, the younger generation, you'll get all of the benefits of the recent impact of technology and a shift of values. Because younger people have been brought up with a different set of values, um, particularly in some things that upset a lot of people like climate change, sustainability, use of plastic, um, protection of nature. And they've got a whole different set of values. Now, if you don't like those, then um, you're probably not going to like them that much. But the real benefits of having young people in your team is to that they run on praise and appreciation and recognition, but they're hugely technologically savvy. They're highly connected. They can have multiple conversations at once using text on a mobile phone. Uh, they're social media promotion savvy, which is fantastic for a region such as the Territory because you can go out across the entire world by showing them videos. They know how to make videos with their phone. 
Um, they're sustainably minimalist. They like doing um, sharing things. They don't buy as much. Um, but they're also really interested in experiences, not so much stuff. Um, interestingly, there's been a big, around the world, a big downturn in buying of souvenirs. People don't want the stuff. They want the experience. And the, the territory is fantastic for experiences. Uh, and the other thing young people do that's different is they've got a different way of buying things. They, they prefer um, financing options like payment plans and just buy it as you go rather than sort of taking on massive credit. So this is why they've seen the rise of afterpay and stuff. And the other big one is that they're tending not to do eye contact and voice. They tend to do everything via screens and chat. And about half the people in Australia love screens and about half the people love you know, printed out by paper. So nothing wrong with young people. They're just different. And if you can harness that in your business, your business will be powerful now and in the future. So there you go. I don't know. Which side do you think I'm on? David? David Stoughton, a man who knows his stuff, especially for business up here in the Territory. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today. You've given business owners in the Territory a lot to think about and some tips for them to improve their relationships with customers, create success habits and move their business through the off-peak periods here in the Territory. Uh, We can't wait to hear more of your knowledge and expertise at the OBM closing keynotes at the end of October. If people want to get in touch with you on social media, David, where do they go? Um, LinkedIn's probably the best. That's got about 10 million people on it, and I'm, I'm one of them. So David Stoughton, S-T-A-U-G-H-T-O-N. You can come to my website, send me an email, send me an SMS. Always happy to talk to people. When I first had my business, I didn't have much of an idea of what to do, and I was really blessed that I had perhaps a mentor and a coach that really gave me a few tips on what to do, and I'm happy to give back to anybody else that's, that's doing it or doing it tough. So give me a call. One of my best buddies is um, Scott Pape, the Barefoot Investor, um, so I'm a big fan of, as well of all of his stuff and sort of people getting their finances together. But if you want to reach out, um, send me a message on LinkedIn or go to my website, davidstoughton.com.au. Over 10 million followers. Wow. If you'd like to learn more about selling in off-peak periods and making more money in changing marketplace, book tickets to David's closing keynote talks in Darwin on the 29th of October, Newlandboy on the 30th of October and Alice Springs on the 31st of October. Head to the OBM website now and book your tickets. October Business Month is proudly supporting small territory businesses with a month-long program of events featuring an impressive lineup of keynote speakers. This year, there are also webinars, podcasts, and new series to ensure as many business people can learn new skills from OBM events.